Hello, and welcome back to A Pinch of Honesty. I have heard from a few of you that the last episode cut off at the end, so I'm very sorry for that. I contacted the place where I record podcasts, and they said that uh, something strange happened with my mic, they think. So um, the last portion of that podcast is just gone in the ether. I guess that's the uh, just live and let it go, right? Like be okay with it. Be okay with the fact that you will never know what happened at the end of that podcast. Um, the topic for today is feelings. And I've been ruminating on feelings quite a bit lately. And in particular, with respect to my daughter, So when she was very young, she was quite an empathetic child, right? So she would see somebody in need or somebody hurt, and you could always see that she kind of wore her heart on her, on her sleeve, right? Like it really, it hit her hard. Um, And what I've noticed is that a lot of that has changed for her over time and she's become less empathetic kind of to the point where now, like, you know, she'll pick up one of the cats and carry them around and, you know, the cat's like, kind of squiggling. And I've brought up to her that, you know, that's a clear sign they don't like it. And she's like, "Mm, but do they really not like it? You know, I'm like, look, the cat's squiggling. Like they're they're actively trying to like get four paws on the ground. I I think they're maybe not enjoying it. Um, And it's harder for her to, you know, connect that way um, and the way that she did when she was younger. And so, you know, I've been reading up a lot on feelings and emotions, how we connect with one another as, uh, humans. And I just wanted to, to bring a couple thoughts or concepts to your attention and have you also kind of think about it. Um, so when I talk about feelings, I'm not really talking about like physical feelings, like, you know, you, you um, put your hand on a stove and burn your hand, like not that type of feeling, right? I'm talking more about how we internalize experiences, right? So how you feel something uh, on the inside, right? Which is something that I truly believe is unique for every single individual, right? I mean, there are probably a lot of commonalities, but how you yourself feel something is probably very different than what other folks uh, feel. Um, And I would say that even the magnitude to which we feel things is clearly different, right? So when um, I go, say, for example, to take a test and I know everything inside and out. I'm not going to have that anxious feeling. Whereas, you know, maybe my counterpart who does know everything inside and out, maybe just feels anxious just because that's the type of person they are. Right. So like the physical response, you know, or the, the, the full response that they have um, to an experience is different than mine. Right. So as I was reading up on feelings, um, you know, I started reading up on the limbatic system and exactly what happens kind of in the brain And really realizing and recognizing that a lot of our responses come from kind of our primitive brain, right? That, um, that, you know, when there's a fear, you know, you'll often hear, right? Like fight or flight, right? Like you'll have that response to fear. Um, and so, you know, when you look at feelings that you have kind of in general, if they are, um, 
you know, a, a treat or an opportunity or is it fight or is it flee- fear? And how do you act and react to those types of things often is really rooted in the nervous system and how our nervous system um, responds. I, of course, uh, just hit pause. So I'm not sure uh, what on the podcast books can hear in the background. It is it is real life here, right? This is not a studio recording. Um, anyway, so when I started really digging into how emotions manifest within the human body. I read a number of articles about the physiological responses that we have, the psychological responses, and then of course, the behavioral response that you have based off of those emotions. And it really got me um, pinging to a number of things that you'll kind of see in day-to-day life, right? And that is, um, okay, here's a good example, right? So driving into work and somebody swerves and nearly hits me, right? There is that instant, like your heart rate increases wildly, right? Like it takes you a second to come back down off of that, right? Like there, the amount of, um, the amount of endorphins that go into your system when that near miss happens it's like, it's crazy. Right. And there's this crash afterwards where you're like, Oh, um, or one of the things that's happened to me kind of recently is where there's like this niggling feeling that something just isn't quite right. Right. Like something I need to be doing something, something's wrong, right? Like something's just fundamentally wrong and I can feel it. Right. Um, you know, when they look at people who are on trial and they often say, oh, well, you know, like they can read body language and um, they can kind of tell what's going on with a person based off of how wide their eyes, you know, pupils are. Or one of the things that I've heard is that uh, if you're taking a lie detector test, a good way to avoid a lie, you know, or, or to get a different answer in your lie detector test is to have a tack in your shoe, Right. And then you push your toe onto the tack and it causes a physical type of pain. And so that the other physical responses that you would get from lying are obscured um, when you're taking a lie detector test, right? So so um, the, the what I'm getting to, the point of all of this, right, is that when we feel something on the inside, um, there's a number of things that clearly happen, right? Like science has shown that things clearly happen, right? Um, when I am fearful for my life, um, the response that you see physically, there is a physical response that comes out of that, right? And there's also psychological response, right? Um, to, to go along with that. And there's often a behavior that comes out of that, right? So clearly, if I feel like, um, we'll take that life-threatening situation, right? It's like the far end of the spectrum. My life is being threatened, right? Um, I will have more energy for a short period of time. I will feel stronger for a short period of time. I will do whatever it takes to protect myself because it's that fight or flight response, right? However, you know, for a lot of us, and and, and for me in particular, right, um, I don't deal with that on a day-to-day basis, right? I don't deal with, you know, being in fear of my life, right? Like I'm not worried a lion's going to jump out and eat me. That's just not something I worry about. I don't know, maybe I should. We do have mountain lions here. Um, and so what do you do with those responses? What do you do with those feelings? Right. Um, they clearly are still there. 
Um, if you are a woman and you've been in a hotel room alone and you've heard a weird noise, (laughs) I know I'm not, I'm not the only person, but that kind of paranoia that sets in where you're really scared, like somebody has gotten into your room, um, can drive you to not be able to rest, right. To have a lot of anxiety. Um, and so, you know, clearly those types of responses have served us in the evolution of mankind. Right. Um, and so, if I'm looking at my daughter and I'm looking at the way that she deals with empathy, um, if I'm looking at my own kind of emotional responses to things, what can we garner from these things, right? Like how, how can I understand what's kind of shifted in my child? How can I understand, you know, what's going on kind of with me? And one of the things that I had read, and so I'm going to, I'm going to pull up in this page here, um, is first of all, to, to recognize what the emotions are that you're feeling. Right. And so whenever you have that feeling like, did I forget something, you know, something's weighing on me, um, really try to sit down and figure out what's going on. Um, some of the key elements of emotions are actually talking about your emotions, right? Because when you give those things on the inside a voice, they have somewhere to go, right? So instead of just bottling it all up and feeling like, you know, whatever you're feeling on the inside, talk about it, right? One of the statistics I read was that in a lot of the studies they did that in a person's life, they are 2.5 times, they have 2.5 times more positive emotions than negative emotions. And so in general, you have like this wealth of kind of these positive emotions. And we really try to avoid those negative emotions, right? Um, You want to avoid failing a test. You want to avoid bouncing a check. You want to avoid um, things that give you that negative response. Right. And some of that is really rooted in, um, also, you know, self-preservation, right? So, um, you know, that feeling when you, you open up a, a, a container of milk and you sniff it, right? Because all of us have been there where you've drank spoiled milk. And so it's, you know, one of those things where you want to avoid it, right? You want to avoid the negative that comes with that. And so, um, you know, really talking about emotions, thinking about your emotions, but more than anything, recognizing emotional thinking and emotional responses for what they are is two areas where I have really begun doing some concerted work, right? So, and here's some examples to give you some kind of concrete examples, right? So emotional thinkings are things like jumping to an opinion, uh, black and white thinking, paranoid thinking, Uh, catastrophic thinking, right? Like really overreactions to things, irrational thinking and um, emotional judgments, right? So it's based off of a judgment rather than fact, right? So all those things are kind of this emotional thinking. And when you have emotional thinking, which we all have, right? We often have kind of an emotional response, right? And an emotional response, if you think about it, going back to like caveman days, is an action. It's a physical action, right? So I'm going to run, I'm going to jump, I'm going to stay and fight, right? These are all um, physical responses to those, that emotional input. And in our day-to-day life, right? Like I'm checking email and somebody pisses me off, right? Like fight or flight, like, does that really make any sense? Right? (laughs) Um, You know, this catastrophic, right? Like, is a meteor really going to hit? it's an email, right? Like, yeah, they made me mad. Um, but there really isn't anywhere for that, um, that caveman kind of mentality to go. Right. 
And so if you are not digesting it, if you are not inspecting it, if you are not talking about it, like talk about the irrational feeling you have. Um, if you're not, where does it go? Right. And in a lot of my reading, right. If, if you remember the things I told you, right. Like with your emotions, there is a physiological, a psychological and a behavioral aspect to it. And so what can end up happening, right. Is that you can begin to have some kind of physical response, right? So think about when you're crazy stressed out and it's a stressful day on top of a stressful day on top of a stressful day on top of a stressful day. For me, my shoulders get really tight, has nothing to do with my posture, has nothing to do with physical activity that I'm doing, you know, either doing or not doing. It has nothing to do with any of those things. It has to do with my emotions and where my emotions are sitting and how my body deals with stress, right? So what I'm kind of uh, asking for here is for folks to start looking at you, my, my pod, your feelings as a whole, right? And look at um, when something happens and the response that you have. Look at how your physical body feels, right? Be your own detective when it comes to your emotional well-being, right? Take the time to actually sort out when somebody says something, if it is what the person physically said that's setting you off, if it's the tone they use that's setting you off, if it's something that's happened to you in the past that's actually setting you off, right? Something I've covered before is that, you know, um, growing up, there was a girl, Emily, who was like my arch nemesis, right? And so it's like, you know, the name, somebody's, it, it, it gives me that kind of emotional response. I spent so long being so angry about, you know, the interactions with this single individual that my body has a negative connotation to a physical name. Strange. It's totally bizarre. Totally bizarre. And if you think about it, right, in my caveman mind, um, that would make sense, right? Like if there were a threat, if there were something that were that horrible in caveman time, of course, right, you would want to have that instant response to it so that you wouldn't repeat it. Right. But now we live in a different type of society. Right. And so how we move forward and really address those emotions, I think we need to up our game. I think I think that we as the human species need to stop allowing that caveman brain to necessarily drive us and instead to really try to delve deeper into what does it mean to be a human and to feel right to feel on the inside you know, what, what does that mean? Because we have something that is distinctly different than animals, right? We can actually vocalize, um, what we're feeling, right? Like I can turn to my neighbor and be like, you are pissing me off, right? Like I have this feeling and I am telling you that this is how I'm feeling, right? Animals don't have that ability. Yeah, of course you can get, you know, a cat that purrs and a dog that turns up his belly. You can tell that they're obviously enjoying something, right? But you can obviously see on their faces when they feel fear or those types of things, but they cannot verbalize it the way that we can verbalize it. And so my little, my little guide for now, right, where I'm spending energy, if you're interested in spending energy with me, is on what are you feeling? Name it. Call it. Write it down. What caused that feeling? What, what, do, you, what do you see is the, 
is the thing that initiated that feeling, right? Because often also, um, you'll feel something and it's not, it's not that one thing that did it. Right. Um, so try to figure it out, right? What, what is actually driving? What's the driving force there? Right. And then what do you see as your outward response, right? So your behavior and your physical response within your body, right? Um, do you get goosebumps? Do you get cold sweats when certain things happen? Um, do you start tapping your foot? Do you start chewing on the end of a pen, right? Ticks. A lot of those things are to deal with feelings that we have, right? Um, and so in all of this, right, I'm, I'm looking at my daughter and, you know, I'm, I'm seeing that her, her understanding of feelings has kind of diminished, um, from what it was when she was younger. Right. And I think that when you're young, you don't know that it, you're open, I guess, right. You're you're like this little, little open book. And so everything is very, very clear and very, very easy. Right. And I think the older we get, the more we feel like, you know, I can't say things like, Oh, I'm scared. I can't say things like, um, Oh, I'm mad. When you're younger, you don't know that it's not uh, socially acceptable for some of these things. And I'd like to kind of change that, right? Like I would like it to be socially acceptable for me to turn to a coworker and say, you know, I'm currently very upset, right? Um, In general, right? Like all those things just aren't really, it's not really considered appropriate. And so I feel like our culture has kind of put a cap on things and I'd like to uncap it. And I'd definitely like to uncap it for my daughter. So there you go. In something else of interesting news, I, um, interesting, God, why do I always use interesting? We need a new word. I happen to look at the podcast and, and, um, you can see a map of the world and it tells you what locations have, you know, actively listened to your podcast. And, for me, right, 95% of my listeners are in North America and 5% are in Asia. So my Asian listeners out there, um, thank you. I have no idea why the entire rest of the world is not on, like, there's nobody in Europe, right? Like, there's there's nobody in South America. Yeah, maybe it's because it's English. I don't know. Um, but I have my animal spirit guidebook out today and I wanted to record something for my Asian, my 5% of my listeners who are from Asian countries. Um, I appreciate you and I thank you for tuning in. I'm really interested to know how um, a lot of my English translates or um, are you just incredibly good English speakers, which is probably the case. Um, and then it just makes me feel horrible, right? Because when we've gone to Japan and Korea and those types of places, um, I do my best, but it's tough, tough languages, tough languages. So I'm thinking about you, my, my animal spirit guidebook for today. I have opened up a starfish. So you want to hear about starfish? What does this mean? What does this mean for you? So first of all, I believe it is water. I mean, it would make sense if it's water because it's a starfish and it is so beautiful, alluring, superficial or shallow. The starfish is a natural and exquisite beauty, mesmerizing to all. Being around someone with starfish energy is a thrill, like you've been put under the spell of divinity itself. The problem is these creatures have been 
reliant on how they look and what other people think of them. For so long, they may have forgotten their deeper calling. When this card appears, it's important to ask, am I being swayed by the outward appearances? What dreams have I put aside to please others? So when in balance, they're uplifting, artistic, expressive, and when out of balance, gossipy, and they feel empty. To bring into balance, positive friends. So there you go. Um, If you're out of balance, look for some positive friends. And if you're already in balance, great. Um, And again, it brings up feelings, right? So when out of balance, um, you feel empty. So if you're feeling empty, uh, maybe investigate that. See what's up with that. Try to dissect that feeling and uh, let me know how it goes. So thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you on the flip side.